Welcome Chevia Churches and welcome to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin and we worship together in this fourth Sunday of Lent, which is Mothering Sunday. There, the intimations are on the website, so do please look at them. I'd highlight one or two. The Lent Study Group will meet on Wednesday at Dot Elias House, and that's at Tower Cottages in Eckford. And all are welcome to that. We have two funerals this coming week. The funeral of Stuart Lessinger will take place at Melrose Crematorium on Tuesday at 12 noon. And then the funeral of Doug Turnbull will be at the church, Yetham Church, on Thursday at 12.45. And then at the cemetery thereafter. Next Sunday, we'll be celebrating communion, and that will be at Yetham at 10 o'clock and at Linton at 11.15. And there will be a concert at Linton in the afternoon of next Sunday, and that's in memory of Dr. Chris Cameron, um, and that will be at 3 p.m. There will be a, a quartet playing, there will be a group of singers, and tickets are £10 from Innocies in the Square in Kelso. And there'll be refreshments afterwards. So um, it will be a, a, a marvellous occasion. And Roger has a, a range of CDs, musical CDs. And they'll be in more battle this Sunday. And donations for Ukraine. And, and finally, the, the Life and Work magazine, the Church of Scotland magazine, has a special Easter offer where you can get 12 copies for the price of 10. Please contact me if you're interested. We have our call to worship. When Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. I taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms. I led them with cords of kindness, with bands of love. I was like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. Our first hymn is the hymn 118, Womb of Life.
And thanks to Gordon Heather as usual. Let us pray. Gracious God, as a mother loves her child, so you love us. You've watched over us from our birth, tenderly nurturing us, showering us with love. You've given us strength in times of need, and comfort in times of distress, guidance in times of uncertainty. Whatever we have faced, you have been with us. And for that great truth, we praise and we thank you. God of mercy and love, we confess that we have not always appreciated your love. We've ignored what you would teach us and disobeyed your instructions. We've taken you for granted and too often have wandered far from your side. Forgive us. Forgive us when we go to the far country. Lead us ever homewards. And yet through all this, you are constant. You care for us and are ready to sacrifice your all for our sakes and love us with an unquenchable love. We thank you that we are your forgiven children. Mothering God, embrace us in your fierce love, enfold us in your protective care, calm our anxious worrying and still us body, mind, and spirit, to rest in you. And now we have our family prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and for always. Amen. We read from Joshua and chapter 5 and verse 9. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. And so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day that they ate the produce of the land. And the Israelites no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. Amen. And then from Luke and chapter 15 and verse 11. And then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he'd spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He would have gladly filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating 
and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hard hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hard hands. And so he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And then the son of man, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatty calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For the son of man was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given to me even a young goat, so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who's devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatty calf for him. And then the father said, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because of this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Amen. And the Lord bless to us these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. And we're going to hear the hymn, The Spring Has Come. Spring. 
and let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for our mothers and all other family members, people to love and enjoy and work for and pray for. As we're reminded of your welcome to the prodigal son, we too confess our own sinfulness before you and thank you for your forgiveness. Make us messengers of your reconciliating love within our families and to the wider world. Amen. The war in Ukraine goes on and we continue to be shocked by the devastation caused by weapons and by bombs. Towns torn apart and people wrenched apart from the, the people that they love. And it's been awful watching scenes of refugees fleeing from their home and going into exile. They receive a, a warm welcome there. And it's good to see mothers and children especially welcomed by an embrace by someone they don't know and welcomed into their home. But as any refugee will tell you, there is no place like home. I worked with Ethiopian refugees in Cairo, and when we talked about their homeland, their eyes glazed over, and they spoke with such love. But it was so poignant, because they knew that probably they would never see their homeland again. Many people in our world today are exiled because of war, because of oppression, because of persecution. While others have moved to a new land to make a better life for themselves, for their families. And certainly many people have left these shores to make a new life in North America, and Australia, New Zealand, so many places in the world. But wherever they've gone, they've kept the tradition of their homeland alive. For there is no place but home. Our readings today focus on exile and homecoming. It's a strong theme in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the exiles in Babylon yearned to return to Zion by the rivers of Babylon I wept when I remembered Zion. Why, in the New Testament, Peter tells us that we're not strangers in exile anymore, but pilgrims longing to return to our homeland, which is in Christ Jesus. But today we read a few verses from Joshua. They seem strange at first, but they're important verses because they mark a homecoming. The long years of exile, oppression in Egypt, they're finished. The long wanderings in the, the wilderness have now come to an end. The Israelites had reached the river Jordan at Gilgal, had crossed the Jordan. They were now in the promised land. Throughout all their wanderings, they'd been sustained by this vision. A vision of a land flowing with milk and honey. And now they had arrived. And to mark it, the manna that they'd fed on for all these years had now stopped. It had ceased. They now ate the produce of the land. They were home. 
And of course, it wasn't the end of the story because they had to make the land their own. But they're now back to where their ancestors had left so many generations before. In the New Testament, we read the, the parable of the two sons, the lost son, the prodigal son, call it what you want. But again, we get a sense of exile. The younger son had demanded his inheritance. And that was really quite shocking. He was treating his father as if he were dead. And then when he gets it, he distances himself. He goes into self-exile, you could say. Going to the city, living it up. He is as far from home as possible, both physically, but also spiritually. But he makes no provision for the future. And we know what happens. We know that the well suddenly dries up. He hits rock bottom. His fair weather friends desert him. And he ends up looking after pigs. And of course, for Jesus' hearer, hearers, they would have been shocked by that illusion. It is at this point that the son reflects on his self-made plight. And he comes to a decision. He either has to stay where he is or else swallow his pride and go back home. He realizes at home things can only be better. It's a big decision. It would involve humiliation as he saw his family again. Now, it's interesting that on this Mothering Sunday, the son's mother's not mentioned. Maybe she was already dead. I don't know. But the son has to confront what he has done and all the hurt he has caused. But only by facing it. Can he go back home? And he does go back home. He probably expects condemnation, or at least I told you so. But instead, while he's still far away, his father sees him and runs out with such joy. The son who had been lost has been found. The son who was dead is alive. And he's embraced right into the heart of the family. It's a homecoming. But of course, his return wasn't universally well received. The elder brother is also in exile of sorts. Yes, he is staying at home. He's working on the farm. But he's not completely feeling at home. From his reaction to his brother, he's obviously been building up grudges. And is not completely at ease with his father. The younger son has found humility. But the elder is still full of pride. He's unable to look in the mirror and confront himself with his faults. He's still lost. He's still in exile. Where are we in all this? And what do we see when we look in the mirror? God is relentless, beckoning us all back home. He offers forgiveness. He offers grace. If we but come humbly confronting our failures, knowing that what we've done wrong is wrong, and coming into the embrace of God's love. 
do we, like the elder brother, still nurse our pride? Or like the younger brother, do we turn our lives around and feel the joy of homecoming? Today in the world, so many are refugees. We pray for them that there will be a homecoming or at least a place of safety, a place of security where they can make a home. In the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 555, Amazing Grace. Let us pray. God who provides for us, we give you our thanks for our homes and all we associate with them, for the joy of family life, for the debt we owe our parents, and especially this day of the love of our mothers through the years. We thank you that we are part of a wider family, the family of humankind, and the family of the church here and everywhere. We pray for all who parent children, however young, however old. And especially we think of those who struggle to cope and those who feel overwhelmed. All shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. We pray for parents struggling to stay together. And for those faced with raising a child on their own, with no one to share the demands and joys of parenthood, grant them patience and dedication and devotion. We pray for those who've lost their mothers or who never knew them, 
where those orphaned as children are given up for adoption, those whose mothers have died, and all for whom this day brings pain rather than pleasure. All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. We pray for all parents who struggle to feed their children, provide security for them. We especially think of mothers and children in the Ukraine and other areas of conflict, especially as they're separated from the wider family. Bless them, we pray. All will be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Pray for all who've not been able to have children. Pray for adoptive parents and foster parents. Think of children living in abusive situations. We pray for all whose mental illness has led to a loss of memory and recognition. All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. We bring before you now all who suffer at this time, those who are ill, those who are bereaved. In a moment of silence, we name them in our hearts. And all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Amen. The hymn 694, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You. Mother, Father, God, bringing the universe to birth, nurturing and feeding, healing and reconciling, bless us now, your daughters and your sons. And may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, be with you and be with all whom you love, this day and even forevermore. Amen. Amen.